Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one, Liverpool versus Crystal Palace in the final Premier League fixture of the season. Yes, um, it is that time of the season now where the final places will be defined. Um, unfortunately, we already knew Man City were going to win the league and they did that. But the places for third, fourth, fifth, Sixth, seventh, we're still up for grabs. Thankfully for Liverpool, it was either a top four bust. Um, and coming into a situation where that game against Newcastle, I remember a long time ago. Long time ago. It felt like a long time ago, actually. When we dropped points at the last minute and I said, Liverpool don't deserve European football because... Their mentality of bottling at Anfield seems to be psychological. And Jurgen Klopp said, you either win, you either learn, or you don't play Champions League football next season. So what did Liverpool go and do? They go and beat Southampton. They go and beat Aston Villa. They go and beat Man United away. They go and beat West Brom away. They go and beat Burnley away. And those five wins in a row meant that Liverpool's Champions League fate were back into their own hands. Thanks to some other results elsewhere, but Liverpool's Champions League hopes were in their own hands. And that was the situation we always wanted to be in. And thankfully, we were up against the Crystal Palace side, who were technically on the beach. Premier League football secured already. Roy Hodgson's last game of retirement before he retires, I think. Well, he might retire, he might not retire. What he's, up, what he's going to do, I don't know. Um, but the most important thing was... Crystal Palace ain't got nothing to play for. And with fans back at Anfield, albeit being 10,000, that's what Liverpool's been missing all season long, really. Um, having the fans back... Obviously, the last time we kind of had fans back was the Tottenham game um, way back in December, actually. Things were a lot different back then, kind of. But obviously, since then, a lot has changed. Um, but yeah, the most important thing was Liverpool knowing that their fate was in their own hands. All they had to do was beat Crystal Palace in order to ensure top four. Um, the other fixtures that we had to keep one eye on was essentially... Leicester versus uh, Tottenham. If Leicester were to get a result against Tottenham and Chelsea lose, then they would be the one that would get uh, top four, essentially. Um, and, and Chelsea, they had one eye on um, a Champions League final and Premier League football at the same time. So, essentially, if they bottle today, their insurance would be the, the UCL final. Um, we'll talk into we'll talk into what happened there as well, but the main focus is on Liverpool for today. So let's get into the lineup. In goal, Allison, left back, Robertson, centre backs, um, Phillips and Williams, right back, Trent Alexander Arnold, your midfield three, Genie, Fabinho, Thiago, and the usual front three, Salomone, Firmino up front. Yes, so an unchanged team from Burnley. I think they said this was the first time all season 
the first time all season that uh, Jurgen Klopp has stuck to the same eleven. Obviously, he's wanted to stick with the same eleven, but there's always been some sort of injury along the way that has set Liverpool back, essentially. Um, so it's nice going from Wednesday to Sunday, knowing that um, you can play the same team again. And it was the same team that dispatched off Burnley 3-0 away. There were a couple new additions to the bench, one of them being Diogo Jota. Yes, somehow he managed to recover in time to have an outside chance of playing um, in this Crystal Palace game. He makes the bench. And then also a big noticeable surprise, Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson back on the subs bench. Can you believe it? His first time in a matchday squad since that Merseyside derby where that injury happened. Um, so just seeing his name on the team sheet, absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. So that's what Liverpool had to deal with, essentially. Essentially, two couple boosts on the bench should results not go away. Um, on the with our starting eleven, but yeah, let's get into the game now. So yeah, the game starts now. Liverpool in their brand new kit for next season. If you haven't seen, it's red. It's like a darker red, the same kind of red that we wore in eighteen nineteen, but this time the color is orange. So that's a bit strange, but. Uh, when you when you really glance at it, it's that that orange is really kind of distracting. But the rest of the kit is is is, is satisfactory. It's okay, but yeah. Anyway, I'm not here to talk about kits. I'm here to talk about Liverpool's performance. So in the first half, now, uh, Liverpool looked reasonably steady. Um, Sadio Mane, his first half, he he I you know Sadio Mane loves playing against Crystal Palace as. He's always scored against Crystal Palace in the last seven games or something. And for some reason, Sadio Mane treats Palace like how Suarez treats Norwich. If you know, you know. This guy was playing like his old self again. Um, linking up play incredibly well with Firmino and Mohamed Salah. Um, and also having the fans back as well was a huge factor. It was also a huge factor. Um... In terms of playing conditions, it was a little bit windy. So, anytime we tried to play a crossfield ball in the air, um, sometimes it'd be a little bit over hit, or we wouldn't know how to necessarily um, set the right power on the ball. Because um, there was a couple of times where Thiago was doing diagonals. Some of it was over hit because of the windy environment, but it is what it is there. Um, yeah, so in terms of build-up play... Liverpool looked comfortable in the ball. Um, the first real big chance came from a Thiago. Beautiful diagonal ball over the top. Full, Salah, beautiful touch. He had two options. He either option one, shoots and slots it past the keeper. Or the easier option, square it on the floor to Sadio Mane. And, 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 and he has a, easy, a, a tap in to score, essentially. Um... Sad no, sorry, Mohamed Salah this opts for the shot but keeper saves it and that was relatively frustrating. Um in terms of defensive work off the ball, Thiago brilliant, tackling, competing in duels, Nat Phillips jumping for every header. Um there was a cut eye. He even 
He managed. He he, he had the Fabinho. He went through Fabinho's head to get to the ball as well, which meant that he injured himself, and that meant that the return of headband Phillips once again reemerged. Um, the kind of one little warning from um, Liverpool. I'll say it was a lack of concentration. Trent Alexander-Arnold tries to pass to Nat Phillips with the outside foot. Um, But he he gets some weird power on it where it doesn't settle. Where the ball doesn't settle, it skips on the pitch. And Andrews Townsend reads it well. And he picks up the ball and he beats Nat Phillips. He's dribbling with the ball. He approaches the 18-yard box. But he doesn't look up to see where Allison is. Before shooting. But then so he, he shoots and the ball goes wide. Um, yeah, so that was the little heart and mouth moment there. And then there was another moment where Wilfred Zaha gets the ball in the channel. Um, when you see the replay after this incident, Zaha was offside anyway. But he runs down the channel, he, he beats a player. Um, obviously, Alisson covers his near post really well. Um Zaha shoots near post thinking it's going to do something. does nothing in the end. And yeah, and, and that was pretty much Crystal Palace in terms of chances. Just them two chances um, in the 14th minute and I think 17th minute from Zaha. Maybe it was just before Townsend. But Liverpool found themselves in a succession of corners. Uh, Robertson, he whipped one ball in, but the wind got in the way and it was easy catch for the goalkeeper. Um... Trent as well, the corner. Um, we couldn't... Uh, yeah, sorry. There was another chance where Robertson has the corner. It's whipped in as the Crystal Palace players weren't really settled. Reese Williams finds himself unmarked, literally unmarked. All he has to do is tower over the ball, hit the target. Tower over the ball, hit the target. But he, gets, he goes underneath the ball and the ball goes over. So... Um, that should have been the 1-0 moment there, which wasn't to be. But then Liverpool have another corner. Again, Andrew, uh, Andy Robertson takes it. Um, Reese Williams jumps up. He flicks the ball on to Bobby Firmino. Firmino flicks the ball on to Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane dives, dives, I mean, reaches his left leg out and sticks the ball in the back of the net. 1-0 Liverpool after 30 minutes. Another Sadio Mane goal against Crystal Palace. That's now his eighth goal in a row against Crystal Palace. He absolutely enjoys playing against them all the time. Um, and yeah, it was nice to see. And after that, Liverpool looked really assured on the ball. And um, there was a couple stop starts. Reese Williams got a head injury. And then uh, that took a while for the match to get going again. But... Other than that, we can't, we nullified Crystal Palace and they didn't really look interested in creating too many act- attacking opportunities. It was just mainly Liverpool having all the ball and that was pretty much the first half where Liverpool took the lead. Um, in terms of results elsewhere at that point in time, Aston Villa were beating Chelsea and I believe Tottenham was drawing with Leicester, which meant that Liverpool at that moment in time were third. Uh, Leicester were fourth, I believe, and Chelsea were fifth. So that's how the Premier League table was looking at that moment in time at halftime. Second half starts now. It's more or less the same of Liverpool assertiveness on the ball. Um, Thiago linking up play um, with the front with the front three. Um, again, Sadio Mane first to the ball, linking up uh, well with Robertson with one twos. 
Um, he really looked hungry. And it was like the old Sadio Mane again. Um, Mami Salah was trying to make things happen in the second half. But it felt like he was trying to force opportunities rather than to let it come naturally with him. Um, there was for me no I finally noticed him doing something he dispossesses a Crystal Palace player 55th minute passes to Thiago Thiago passes to Salah Salah tries to shoot ball goes wide um, and then yeah Crystal Palace tried to do have moments on the ball as well but um, a lot of stop starts were happening again in the second half but the control was all with Liverpool really and then uh, finally another key moment Mohamed Salah, he's dribbling with the ball. He runs to the channels. He gets to the box. He passes to Sadio Mane. Mane looks up, shoots. Ball takes a slight deflection. Ball goes in the net. 2-0 Liverpool. And it was pretty much Champions League assured. Um, yeah, two goals for Sadio Mane against Crystal Palace. What you love to see. Um, and yeah, then Liverpool do substitution. Genie Wijnaldum, we give him a send-off. Um... Liverpool, all four, all four corners of the Anfield crowd stand up to applaud Genie. Every everyone on the staff bench stand up to applaud Genie. I got up from my seat in my house and applauded Genie. Um, wow, Genie Wijnaldum is looking like um we're not going to renew his contracts. And after six years at Liverpool, six years, sorry, five years at Liverpool, it's looking like an end of an era for Genie Wijnaldum. Um. I know I meant to talk about the game, but I'm going to talk about Genie Ronaldo's influence for Liverpool and how important he he has been in the Jurgen Klopp era. So, Genie Ronaldo, he was the first summer signing in the summer window of January uh, 2016. Um, it was him, Matip and Sadio Mane. That was our initial spine. So, all of them were key signings for obvious reasons. Matip, you wanted a ball-playing centre-back. Joel Matip was your guy. If you wanted somebody with an engine who can do defensive work, who is amazing at ball retention and keeping the ball ticking and driving with the ball is Gini Ronaldo. And obviously Sadio Mane for that dynamic uh, directness on the ball. But Gini Ronaldo was there to provide that solidity in our midfield and he's been ever-present for Liverpool First of all, his availability for Liverpool over the past five years has been incredible. This guy never gets injured. He's never had a long-term injury at Liverpool Football Club in all of five years being there. Which means he takes care of his body really well. He takes care of his diet really well. He's had many, many crucial moments. The first one that comes to mind is that Middlesbrough game, 2016-17. Similar to today's game where Liverpool needed a result to get top four. Um... Yeah, Ronaldo came clutch for us against Middlesbrough by scoring a key goal. And he, he was the reason why Liverpool secured, got Champions League for the first time in three and a half years. Or well, three years, essentially. Um, and then, obviously, the other key moment, um, that header against Man City at the time in 2016. Um, obviously, the Barcelona moment where he came on and the miracle of Anfield happened where... He scored two amazing headers and turned the game on its head. Um, and yeah, and his influence in the 1920 Premier League title run. So, Gino Ronaldo 
Will he go down as a Liverpool legend? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's part of the squad that helped us win the Champions League, the Premier League, the Club World Cup, the UEFA Super Cup. He's been and done it all. So the fact that people might say that he's not going to be a legend, is that's nonsense to me. Chini Ronaldo will go down as a key player for Liverpool and we are going to greatly miss him. And I don't know who we are going to place Gini Wijnaldum with, who can do all the things Gini does and who also has the availability of never being injured like Gini Wijnaldum. So yeah, he comes off, Milner comes on uh, and then two substitutions, late 90 minutes, Jota comes on for Firmino, Andy Robertson comes off, Chamberlain comes on uh, and they get their final minutes. Salah has one more little chance to, to score to try and uh, secure Golden Boot, because at that present moment in time, Harry Kane scored the goal, which put him one up for in the Golden Boot race. Um, it wasn't to be for Mohamed Salah, but I'm sure he won't mind, because Liverpool won that game 2-0, which meant that they walk away with Champions League football for the fifth year running. So yeah, 20, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. So Liverpool back in the Champions League for five years. And wow, who would have thought after at one point in time, Liverpool were eighth, were sitting in eighth position. We had Van Dijk injured for the season. Gomez injured, Matip injured, Thiago injured for three months, Jota injured for two and a half, Henderson injured for three months, Kabak injured, um, the list goes on and on. And at one time, I, I, after that Newcastle game, I generally thought Liverpool were never going to make top four. But, wow, we really are mentality monsters. I cannot lie. The fact that we able to bounce back from that Newcastle result, win five games in a row, and take Champions League into our own hands, and secure Champions League football in general... It's amazing to see. And and next season, Man City, you're pissed. If you think you're going to walk the league this season, next season like you did this season, you only walk to the league because of that bizarre circumstances Liverpool have had. Liverpool only finished five points behind Man United as well. We only finished five points behind Man United, which means... Man United's best season is since... 2000 what, 17, 18 and Liverpool's worst season and we finish in third is a testament to Jurgen Klopp. I keep saying it, Jurgen Klopp is actually a miracle worker because our fifth and sixth choice centre-back pairings got us Champions League football. Reese Williams should not be playing. Nat Phillips should not be playing. They've had to step in and step up and come clutch for Liverpool and they did that with ease. And, and that raising that profile for both of them is going to do amazing things. Uh, Reese Williams especially. Last season, this guy was playing semi-pro football. This season, he's playing Premier League football. Next season, is he going to get game time? Obviously not. But what he deserves is a Premier League loan at least next season. That's the minimum club should give him. Now he knows what Premier League standard is like. Why should he go back to under-23s? You've made the step... You've made an incredible step up from semi-pro football to Premier League football in a short space of time. Next season for your development, you need to keep playing Premier League football. 
He's not going to get that at Liverpool because obviously Gomez will be back, Matip will be back, Van Dijk will be back. We're going to sign Konati next season. I think Phillips probably still be here, um, which means we'll have four centre-backs. But obviously Matip and Gomez are injury-prone, so... Ideally, I'd love Liverpool to have at least six centre-backs. Six centre-backs, even though um, two of them are injury-prone and Van Dijk could potentially come back injury-prone. So that's what we got to deal with at that present moment in time. Um, but yeah, the, the sky's the limit for him. I've been told Kabak may not, um, we may not sign Kabak and we might just keep on Phillips. I'd rather have Phillips and Kabak, if I'm being honest. I kind of feel sorry for Kabak that we're keeping Nat Phillips and we're not keeping him. He, they're both young centre-backs. You, to have them as understudies would have, would have been perfect, really. But um, I don't know. I guess Liverpool are juggling what they can. Um, so, yeah, what a, what a season, man. What a bizarre Premier League season. It will still be the most forgettable Premier League season in Premier League history, in my own personal opinion. Um, but the fact we came from eighth to third place and did it and and, and just said, no, we're not going to be the fetus. We're going to take back what was once ours. And we did that in fly, with flying colours. Um, so, yes, the top four like last season ends up being the top four this season for the second year running. Um, in terms of Europa League's places, Leicester finished fifth. Um, West Ham finished sixth. I believe Tottenham are seventh, which means they get Europa Conference League football. Um, Arsenal eighth, which means they get no European football at all for the first time in twenty five years, which is quite historic. Um, and yeah, what a season, man! Wow. Um, what can we look forward to? What well, I don't even know how to conclude this. Um, my final thoughts or words about this Premier League season. Um, yeah, let's do a review. Let's do a review. I do a review right now. Um, obviously, in August and September, things were flying. We all thought Liverpool were gonna walk this league again. Then um, October happened. It started with um, that 7-2 defeat to... Bizarre 7-2 defeat to Aston Villa. Then international break happened. Merseyside derby. Van Dijk got injured again. No, not again. Van Dijk got injured. Thanks to Jordan Pickford. Out for the season. Thiago out for three months. And that was the first of the setbacks Liverpool had to deal with. Um, And yeah, ever since then, it's just been... One hiccup after another. Constant hiccups, hiccups, hiccups. Um, obviously, no crowd at Anfield for a whole season. So that played, that played a factor. Liverpool at one point had 10 first-team players out at one point in time. Um, but they still qualified for the knockout stages of the Champions League. Despite all them hiccups there. Um... By December, Liverpool were still top of the league on Christmas Day. So I thought Liverpool might still be in the top four race. But January happened. And then our form at Anfield where we decided to just lose game after game after game. 
We lost six home games in a row for the first time in Premier League history. And that was essentially killed uh, our title challenge. And at that present moment in time, killed our top four hopes. And then <coughs> Liverpool started to, decided to not be sorry, feel sorry for themselves, come back stronger, used the running to go on a scintillating run, relied on Nat Phillips, relied on Reese Williams, relied on players you wouldn't thought you'd need to step up to step up for you. And Jurgen Klopp, after giving the plays, the plaudits, he fixed the problem and secured Liverpool Champions League football. What more can you ask for him after the bizarre season that we've had? Absolutely crazy. Um, so, yeah, next season, the transfer window is going to be very, very interesting. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what we do in the market. It's very evident Liverpool need a clinical goal scorer. I don't care that Firmino started scoring recently. That Okay, Jota had his first season, sure. But I still want that killer number nine striker. I want a Gini Wijnaldum replacement. I want a Keita replacement. I want another centre-back. I want... A, a, a second-choice goalkeeper, because I don't think we're going to renew Adrian's contract. If we fix those things... Liverpool will, will be title contenders again, absolutely. No problem at all. No problem at all. So, yeah. Um, that's it, really. Wow. What a season. I apologise for the ice cream noises you're hearing right now. Um, can't control the noise. But, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to LSE Reactions. What a season. After the season Liverpool have had, we're back in the Champions League. Absolutely incredible. Um, the next time you'll hear my voice, it will probably do to be transfer speculation, to be honest. And I won't be able to review a competitive Liverpool game until August, really. Because the Euros are happening in the summer. I don't know if I'm going to review pre-season friendlies. I might do, I might not. I don't know if there's any substance to that. Um, but yeah, what a season. Thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. Um, tune in next time where I'll probably be dropping some transfer news when the summer window opens. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you like, follow and share with all your pals. My Twitter is K-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-Double-Z. That's K-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-Double-Z. If you want to follow me on Twitter. Thank you guys for listening. Cheers.